Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcast Network. For more episodes like this, go to breelnetwork.com. Enjoy the show. Hello, movie geeks and movie nerds. This is Jordan from Movie Guys Podcast, and I am here with Eric and Ed, like always. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm awesome. You know, a movie lover is separate from from those, right? I mean, I know that there's going to be no. one person out there who's going to be like, oh, I'm not one of those. I'm just like, you know, the term geek or nerd is not what it used to be in the 80s. It's not. It's not used in the lunchroom. It's used to to describe how well you know uh, certain certain things, certain topics, and movies being one of them, right? Because like, if I were that to happens. say like, if you say a movie nerd, that means that you are a nerd about movies. So if you were to see like a thong nerd, like I'm a I'm a fucking real big nerd about thongs. Know all of them? Sure. Who isn't? No. Know all the 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 shapes, sizes, colors, brands. Love me a thong. Mm-hmm. But not as much as Cisco. Uh, who wrote the song? Nice. Dun, 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 dun. Coming back. <laughs> but uh, I forgot what we were talking about. We're talking <laughs> about uh, talking about how everybody is doing uh, and how we had a difficult time deciding what movie we were going to review. It was either going to be Dunkirk or Valerian. Looks like Dunkirk won this one, though. I'm, I'm kind of glad that it did. Not kinda. I am glad that it did. I, I have not seen Valerian, and I will. I probably sometime this week. But I, I mean, we'll get into it. Obviously, I, I was very happy with Dunkirk. Very happy with it. Ed, you were pushing for Dunkirk for a while here. Are you happy? Um, yeah, to a certain degree. I mean, it. You know, I, I went into it expecting the typical war movie that you always get, and I didn't get that. But I wasn't dissatisfied one little bit with the movie, so it's 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 like an internal struggle because a it's well noted my hatred of Chris Nolan, b I kind of dug the movie, and c it wasn't what I expected. So uh, you know I, I enjoyed it, but I don't I, I I don't know else how else I feel about it. Tim. It's, it's like a, it's like an internal struggle. Well, hopefully we'll get a little uh, deeper into that. <laughs> This episode here on Movie Guys podcast without any sound on, on Jordan. Excuse me, everybody. <laughs> nope. No, I can't. I can't. Continue with the show. I can. What the hell? You want to figure it out? Absolutely. Oop. Continue Wait. with the show. No, no. I, I I can hear you just fine. You know, there's right. a, I think it's it's kind of funny that there was a, also a communication error in the movie Dunkirk. Like, I, I the reason why I like this movie is because with other war movies, you usually have it in the perspective of one person or one group. And this one gave you how many? Five stories? Kind of five different perspectives here? Mm-hmm. So you had like the fishermen, uh, the the civilians who were going to rescue the people. You had Tom Hardy and the, the people on the airplane. You had the actual soldiers uh, uh, on the beach stranded on Dunkirk. You know, mm. the admirals. You had uh, the officers kind of doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was like, they, and they gave you the storyline without you knowing 
that they said what was like the the boat was was like a month, or ground was like or something like ground was an, a month, boat was like an, a, a week, and the plane was an hour, all previous to what was going what was going to sort of converge there at the the story. Yeah, that was uh, it. Took me a while to figure out that's what they were trying to go for because mm-hmm. I I didn't understand the relevance of why they were saying these 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 time uh, these time lots here and I I actually once I pieced it together um, it made sense and I, I enjoyed it for that much more it was a, a, a Cillian Murphy's character the the, mm-hmm. uh, the guy that they picked up uh, originally because I saw him twice there was one we got picked up and then there was again when uh, um, the, the first boat the got boat. struck yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, that scene fucking blew me away, by the way, too. The torpedo scene, where, uh, the sense of realism in there, where you're just, where you're in your, your cabin, uh, on the boat, and you're just eating, you know, toast and jam, and having tea, thinking you're going home, and then, just, without barely a, a half a second to react, you just get a fucking white wall in front of your face. Hole, mm-hmm. a breach in the hall, you're going down. You're done. Like, you're trapped. You're in a room, and it's just body to body, and you are nowhere near a door. Suddenly, no lights, underwater. That's fucking... I mean, that's what these movies are about, is to capture that, that part that you probably would never even think about or see in, in war. The, the real. The yeah, real war. And, and that, it, to, that to me, is it's typical Chris Nolan. Uh, you know, that's why some, in my opinion, some of his stuff works, some of it doesn't. He gives you the, I mean, the timeline, like you'd say, he sort of forces the timeline. He tells you he does, he's doing it, but you don't know he's doing it, but he fo- sort of forces the back, the background, or excuse me, the, the, the timeline in your face. Yeah. But like the real, the realism, like that we, that some people like him for and others don't, I think it works well in this film, like that scene where it's, it's just raw. And yeah. there's no time to react. No, you hear torpedo, and everybody looks up, and it's like, uh, and then all of a sudden, you're basically underwater. So, you know, it's it it to me. I mean, I agree. I mean, this movie was probably, with the exception of Saving Private Ryan, probably, and maybe even maybe even Hacksaw Ridge was was more, but more gru- uh, gru- uh, gruesome. That's the word I'm looking for, because you know, it's you you felt their fear. You know, the every time that one of those planes would fly by, like you felt it for them, like that was it was well done in that in that regard. I think. Yeah. Nothing you could do. You're you're on the dock. You're on the mole. You know, and mm-hmm. you you hear which that was a, another big thing for me. Uh, uh, sound editing. I think this movie is deserving uh, right now, uh, best sound editing in in a movie because there are parts where that you hear that airplane just bomb dive in. And it gets loud. It gets really loud in the theater that I was in, and mm-hmm. it's like as much as it's like fuck, that's loud. At the same time, like it, it, there's a reason why it's that loud, and to be stuck on those docks and and then to fucking hear that the same part, you, and you can't move. It's like, I, I mean, all you have to do is just duck down and cross your fucking fingers. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, and like the first scene, sort of where. Uh, where you know, like they're they're running the two basically. I don't want to call them main characters because there really no, there were no main main characters. It's like you know five different people really. No, there was 
spotlighted characters, right? Yeah, where they where they look at the the one guy who's not dead in the, on all those gurneys, and they look at each other, don't say a word to each other. When all the one guy wanted to do is take a dump. I wish they I wish they would have done more with that, by the way. The dump. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, well, because like he tried twice to take a dump and hard hitting plot there. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying on a per- like I wish there would have been like somewhere, somehow, some way, like a, either throughout the the timeline of what's going on, he gets so scared he he poops himself. Okay. Or but like but like they make a big point like he's as soon as you're walking through, he's grabbing these papers saying we surround you to wipe his ass with, and he squats down to poop and then gets shot at. And then he runs around the corner. He finally gets to the, the beach. He runs around the corner to take a dump, and there's a dude burying another dude. Yeah. You know, like that's a that's that's a focal point of the first five minutes of the movie. So, uh, but anyway, that's just me being sort of nitpicky and also gross. But, nice. But, <laughs> no, it was but, it was big you know, action from the start. The movie started off real hard mm-hmm. with that street scene of people, that yeah, the people streets. dying, man. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, there was there was no let up in this movie. Yeah, None. start to finish, it was it, kept, it just kept on going. Like this is this mm-hmm. is what it is, and we're going. And uh, which really really good. Um, uh, yeah, you said uh, Chris Nolan's known for his realism, and I really I really enjoy it, especially in a war movie like this. Which I'm shocked mm-hmm. that it wasn't three hours. I was really shocked. I didn't even pay attention to how long it was. And all of a sudden, the movie's over with. And I'm like, oh, I'm going home now for the night. You know, like those um, those are few movies where the the length of time is not even on your gauge. Like there are a few movies that I have actually I remember like, wow, that was two and a half hours. I'm just like fuck, like, but you didn't even notice it because that's how good the movie was. I always I always say the point that Prisoners was was that one. I know a lot of people some people will disagree, but this movie was another one um, where it just I, I was I was glued to my seat and I was I was anxious to see what was going to happen next, and and, and all parts too. Like it was it was really cool, especially the uh, I like the dog fighting. That was a really cool. Uh, Which you don't see a lot of sequence. No, those that was a, that was just really cool the way that they did the dog fights. What do you guys think of uh, Tom Hardy in this one? I mean, Tom Hardy is of course in a Christopher Nolan movie. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, Chris Nolan's one of those guys that just puts his guys in movies, which I can't blame him for. There are plenty of them that do that, you know. But you know, I you saw Tom Hardy for like ten seconds. I didn't even know it was him. He, I mean, you do, but you don't, because we sort of knew the movie going into. It, but you don't even know it's him until the very end, which. By the way, he totally could have landed that plane like 45 minutes earlier. Thank you. And and not ended up in fucking Nazi war criminal or Nazi POW. Yeah, like that's what I had Bad thought too. Tom I was Hardy. like, you know what? You probably that's a big beach. You probably could have brought that thing down. Yeah, I mean, it was really awesome when he came back around the second time to save everybody. Like that was cool as fuck. Have him just but, gliding, just yeah, just but drifting. yeah, but he could have made like big enough circles to where he just dumped the plane. Yeah, that's what I was thinking you know? too. I'm just like, dude, like you, you totally could have. But I, who, who's to say? I don't know. Maybe because he was ready to play Venom and he wanted to show people how badass he is. And why sure. not? Maybe, maybe there's some hidden uh, message or underlying message there that that I'm missing or that we're missing. That uh, he needed to be caught, or that he chose to be caught, or it's 
he couldn't land on the beach for some other reason that's obvious to some. But not well, to of all. course, this is a true story. Is the Tom Hardy character based on a guy that, that that's happened to, or? Well, the name uh, that Tom has in this one, Tom Hardy, is just Farrier. Farrier. Uh, there's no last name, but um, I don't know if any of these characters are somebody in real life. I mean, they yeah, very, they very well could. They be. may be. You know, I'm sure they were all based on stories. I don't know. I mean, this, this you know, call I'm, us out I'm, on it. If, if anybody listening knows, like, tell I'm trying us. to get to, I'm trying to get deets right now here, and I'm I'm scrolling down. Apparently, it's done uh, pretty well at the box office right now. Its opening weekend was at 50 million, budget of 100 million estimated. Um, so it's it's already made half on on its first weekend. So I'm sure that Wikipedia will... says 121.2 right now worldwide. No domestic. Oh wow! Well, then oh. good for it. Yeah, it definitely. Uh... But of course, that's wiki. I I don't know my facts on that. I mean, I've gotten through grad school on Wikipedia. Duh, <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think everyone has pretty much. Nice. Wiki. But I. Yeah, just every part of it, every detail was was uh, just very much on on, on point of this. Now, uh, was there any one part that you guys were just kind of aside from that time already part? Because that that was when my one thing, and just like you know, why? But was there any other part that you were just like, uh, uh, wait a minute, like, because there's there's a lot of internal drama in part of this too. Like, remember the boat scene? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, well, yeah. both both boat scenes. The one. Uh, where the civilians are trying to go to Dun Dun uh, Dunkirk to rescue everybody, and then the other boat scene, they were, there's a beached boat, and they're waiting for the tide to come in, and they're just kind of sitting and hiding out, waiting for the tide to come in so they can pick up and, and drift off. You know, that boat Yeah, scene. which, I mean, that, that was scene was almost too long. I mean, but still, at the same time, I mean, I'm just getting, like, overly nitpicky with, with the movie. Like, because it just wasn't what I wanted it to be, but at the same time, it was just as good as it... I, I couldn't have done anything different, you know, thinking about it. But, yeah, I mean, I, I had a little bit of an issue with how knowledgeable the the one, like, the, the fishing boat captain was yeah. about planes. Only because, like, when they asked him later in, at the end of the movie, how do you know so much about planes? He's like, well, my... He's like, well, my brother died. He was, in, he was, a, he was a, uh, a, a pilot for six months. <laughs> you know, I mean, I goes, can't. Goes every, now you can identify the plane by hearing it overhead. But yeah, by his dad being able to hear it overhead like that. I mean, okay, so he may, he should have been like a fighter pilot in you know World War One. I'm I'm sure that there's something else there, but like I, it, he played a, a very you know a very paternal character, you know. Yeah. Safe, you know, you feel good on his boat and safe, and that's probably why what happened on his boat was such a a fucking shit move that man oh, when scarecrow killed that dude man that was that's yeah rough man that's what i wanted to talk about Cillian murphy he's my problem with this movie why is that i've only liked him in one movie and that was 28 days later other than that i just i'm just not a fan i don't like anything that he does is it and... is it him or is it his characters you know what it, it you know what, Eric? I never thought of that. That's a hell of a good point. Um, maybe him. Maybe him. Um, I don't like how he plays certain characters. So I just—I don't know. I don't—I don't like—I don't like his acting. 
So every time he was on screen, I was groaning. Personally. He does, you know, Jordan. In your defense, he does play that that dro- that overly dramatic, emo, depressed kind of person. You know, all the time. I don't know if that's just the characters he's chosen, Eric. To your point, or that's the ones that he. That's just how he plays everybody. I mean, it make. It's not like he's done, you know, the wrong. He hasn't acted wrong because you know, like in this movie, the guy was just you know a U boat killed all his buddies. You know, so he's kind of fucked up, but. Yeah, then he's randomly not fucked up. That's a good point, Jerry. Then he's randomly not fucked up. I, uh, you know, it might be because a lot of actors are known for their expressive features, and I feel that Cillian Murphy is one of those where uh, he has like a three very strong expressive features, and you probably see those in a lot of his character, and that's probably where you're conflicted because you're you're just seeing a, him. It's not the character you're seeing him as that character. You're not seeing you know the character, uh, kind of a thing. So, like, when you see Ace Ventura, you see Ace Ventura. You don't see Jim Carrey playing Ace Ventura. You know what I mean? If, if, That's a good point. You're kind of, you're kind no, of yeah, absolutely. The one scene, and not to be ridiculous, because the dude can act, and I can't, but I'm going to give you the, the part of the movie that just ruined it for me, not in this movie, uh, but what I just said, okay, I'm not a Celine Murphy fan, and that was when he played the Scarecrow in uh, Batman Begins. And he plays a very straight edge, very, um, not a mouse, not a wiry guy, just a very vanilla playing doctor as Crane. And then all of a sudden, when he gasses Katie Holmes, and he has the mask on, and Batman's there, they're like, what's going on? And he just snaps for no reason. He's like, the Batman is here. I'm like, oh god, you. That's probably Chris Nolan's fault. Yeah, but no, it's just like it's just he it goes from one extreme to, to the next. So yeah, I mean like, and, and when he was in this movie, he went from one extreme to the next. So I I am not interested in any more of his movies. I really hope he does not act much, but he will be in Bond 29, so that will happen. Well, so, so. all right then. Speaking of of acting, let's talk about uh, the one of uh, Harry Styles. Did you guys know that was Harry Styles at all? Uh, not until I went to Twitter a little earlier. <laughs> Ed did. I I knew it was Harry Styles. I I'm pop culture enough, to, uh, pop cultured enough to uh, know who Harry Styles is, and uh, I was like, you know what, that looks like Harry Styles, and he didn't do a bad job. I actually give him props. He he did it good. He was very believable, and it was it was good in the movie. Like, I I, I mean, everyone act, was. Very well acted in this movie. Like, it was very believable. I mm-hmm. even would side with Sam Murphy because, I, I mean, he seemed very he 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 played tormented very easily, and that's just kind of what he's typecast I mean, I mean, as. Not, that's a good point. I mean, he he does. I mean, he 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 feels he's tormented in all those roles. You're right. That's perfect. It's perfect explanation. Hey guys. I'm sounding really bad right now. Uh, where do I... I know the name, but where do I know Harry Styles from? Harry Styles is from One Direction. He's a, he, he, was, he was discovered on, on X Factor by... What's his name? Simon Cowell, okay. right? All right. Uh, and, okay. and then he And then they split up. The group split up, and he did his own acting thing. He started doing, like, SNL and... And shit like that thing is. Oh, thing. I get it. So Harry Styles is this generation's Justin Timberlake. Well, we'll see. He, uh, he's getting in some. We'll know because he's actually he can actually act. 
Oh, don't you talk bad about my timber now. Timber's amazing. I, I'm I'm sure. Uh, with such works like uh, what's that? That uh, the the time one. Uh, he played in the time? dude. He played the dude from Napster in the Facebook movie. Let's give him some props. Or uh, Alpha played... Dog, huh? Alpha Dog. Alpha Dog. Alpha Dog. Hey, I'm gonna say my piece on this. My <laughs> wife and I, years ago, I'm just gonna say my piece. My wife and I years ago went to the Red Box, and we're like, "Oh, Justin Timberlake in time." We'll check it out. In time, that's it. Fucking, we fell in love with it. We went out the next day to Walmart and bought the Blu-ray. Fuck you. Two disc <laughs> set. We watched it once a year together. It's like, I don't know why. We know it's not great, but we fucking love that movie for some reason. Everyone so, has a thing. Jake, I like Cabin Boy, so it's, it's whatever. I'm just saying, man. Timber forever, man. So that's what Harry Styles kind of is like, regardless of the acting chops. He broke away from the boy band, and now he's his own man doing his own thing. That's what Harry Styles kind of is right now. I think he's still in the band, actually. I, I, I think just, I, I, I don't know too much about that part, but yeah, he's he's. Uh, like you know a lot, bro. I don't he's <laughs> he's he wears many different uh, shoes. So, but that's kind of a lot of with showbiz now. If you can be a triple threat, then you have a huge leg up on everyone else. And he is he is just that. Well, fair enough. Uh, what did you guys think of uh, Tom Hardy at the end? Did you guys like Tom Hardy? Or were you like me saying, hey, Tom, I love you, man. Thank you so much for playing Max and Venom coming up. But what are you doing in this movie? This is a paycheck movie for Tom. Well, I mean, he's in it, he's in it a lot, but you don't know it's him. Yeah, he wears... He, I get that. He, but he has a history of, of playing in movies... Where he's, sit, where he's sitting down and driving. That's another thing i got to add to the list, boys. Tom Hardy is always driving in his movies. Really? In this one, he did an entire nice. movie where it was just him driving for an hour and a half. It's called Locke. And I, it, did not, I did not know that. It, it's actually a, it's a pretty good movie. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's a lot of dialogue. Actually, it's all dialogue because it literally is just him sitting in the car. Hour and a half movie. 90-minute movie. What, is he like a taxi driver in it or something? No, he's just a dude. And he's just, he's just a dude talking on his Bluetooth. And really? Yeah, just living his life. A lot of shit happens. Um, he, he's juggling his personal life and his work like at the same time. But like, a lot of shit's happening. And he's driving to a hospital right now. So the entire movie is him driving to a hospital and just different phone calls. Boom, 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 just over and over again. Hmm. So it's very different. It's Tom Hardy, uh, once again, sitting down and driving something. I will have to take your word for it, because that does not sound like a movie I'd be interested in seeing. Oh, it's please, a, you would love It's a 7.1 on, uh, on uh, IMDb, if you, if you need to know it? about that one. It's not bad. Called? I will say... That I have dozed off uh, before in it, um, but the parts that I was awake for were pretty cool. <laughs> That's funny. That sounds like me in 2001: Space Odyssey. It's like, you know, I'm the film geek who 
has seen majority of everything but can't sit through it, and I fall asleep, and I wake up, and boom, there's a baby in space. I'm like, oh, this is cool. No, so yeah, I'm, right? I'm the exact same way with Blade Runner. I've never been able to watch it <laughs> yeah, the whole way say through. Blade, Blade Runner. Well, guess Blade what, Runner. Ed? You're going to be reviewing Blade Runner this year because well, November, I can't baby. wait for that nap because I can't. <laughs> You're going to be in the theater. You're going to be in the theater. Bro, I fall asleep in the theater all the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm old now. I've done that. You do. I did the Terminator Three. All right, we're we're digressing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So in in Dunkirk, uh, was there any part that you wanted to see more of? Like, is like, what was there anything that was missing from this movie? Um, nothing for me personally. And uh, this will be quick. Um, Saving Private Ryan and the Thin Red Line has destroyed war epics for me. Uh, every time I see a war epic, I want to see the the beaches of Normandy to a certain degree. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see that. I just want to see that kind of action, which I get this in this movie, but it's just, I just, nothing has ever compared to Saving Private Ryan for me as the greatest war oh, film of all time. Nothing so that's ever what I'm, will. Like, so, you know, this, this comes close. Oh, Torch, this comes Torch, close. Torch was pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen Thin Red Line? Woody Harrelson lets go of a grenade on his butt and he, fucking screams I blew my butt off and dies it's hilarious it's wonderful <laughs> but anyway Ed, go ahead no I mean it's, it's one of those things that like my problems with this movie are Chris Nolan problems they're the same movie they're the same problems I have with a lot of his movies like it's it's forced you know like the realism works here because it's 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 unique it's never been done before and and that's why to me it didn't work in like Inception because Inception was supposed to be like he made it realistic, but it was about a dream inside a dream inside a dream. The 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 only the major you know I I wish I would have seen more. Honestly, I wish I would have seen more of a character development. There really wasn't. I mean, the one the French guy, and I, yeah, the French guy. He was the only one that actually had an arc. You know and. Yeah, because everybody sort of was who they were, except for the one guy that what was it, Gregory, that the little kid that died on the ship, the little boat, George, George, yeah, like he kind of had an arc because he was nobody, and then he was heroic, and then he died. But he died because you know Scarecrow was kind of a psycho dick for a while, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> I love it how you keep on calling him Scarecrow. Continue. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, his real name doesn't matter because he's Scarecrow. So, like, you know, my again, my problem with this movie is the normal Christopher Nolan thing. Like, there's no character development. It's this character is who it is. Take it or leave it. There's no beginning, no middle, no end. It just is what it is. This is who they are. Um, that's why, you know, I, I just that's the one thing I can say that I wish I would have seen seen in this movie. But had that happened, it would have been a completely different movie. It would have been you had would have had to have had a lead character, which this movie doesn't have. So. You know, it's I, I don't know that it's a huge problem, but it's just it, it, I guess it's just me. Like I said, me being nitpicky and something I wish I would have seen more of. I I liked that there didn't there didn't need to be a lot of character development in this in this movie just because these soldiers know enough about each other as we know about them. Like they are strangers, but there's an unspoken mm -hmm. bond of companionship that they get. They they're doing this together. You know. Like, there's not much that we that is going out here, so, you know, there's there's that. There's some some sort of camaraderie that's that's there, and um, just as much 
of relationship as, again, with the audience. So I feel that that's a pretty good element in that, too. If I can see what your argument is. Um, plain and simple. I... I would have liked to yeah. see a little bit more of the of the front of the the line holding like in the streets instead of it just being uh, on the beaches. Like you have the set there, you could, probably could have done a few more shots. So uh, that would have been pretty cool to see. Nobody else. <laughs> I thought I thought Ed was gonna say something. Okay, fuck. No, no, I was just gonna, I was just gonna go. No, I was just gonna go off the point that like, I mean, there's so many things that like this movie leaves you wanting so much more than you got, but had you gotten any of those things that you wanted, it wouldn't have been this movie. Yeah. You know, like, I think he set out to do something, and he did it, and it was good to a certain degree, but it wasn't your tip... It's not filmmaking 101 by any means. There's no... There's there's no plot points in this movie. You know, there's no development of characters. There's no real dialogue other than, you know, it's... It's not like, hey, I got a girl back home. Oh, I want to get back home to my girl. Oh, you know, take this to my wife. Tell her I love her. There's none of that, which, again, would have just it would have completely not been what I think he tried to do in this movie. That being said, which part, which story was your was your favorite to watch? Which one did you like the most? Well, I, I don't know that there was one. I mean, it, of all, on the the little boat, the best. You like the, the the civilians going to rescue the people at Dunkirk, the, the fishermen going to Dunkirk. Right, the fishermen going to Dunkirk. I liked them, but they were unsatisfactory in the end too. It's like you know, be, like I had said, they, he knew the sound of the of the planes because his son died six months ago, so he studies sure. airplanes. Like and like still, of those, I mean, there were again, there was no development there. It just these people were who they were. I. I Again, of the three basic stories, the boat, the, the ship, and the plane, I, I you know, Tom Hardy was more heroic, I guess, but still, I don't know. I, of the three, I guess I'd have to say that. Uh, my favorite story, uh, the mole, man. Uh, that's always that's always an interesting aspect, is it not, though? Right, to see how everything kind of starts. I, it's a part of war that fascinates me. You know, like, when mm -hmm. it comes to, like, looking back on wars, like, there are some parts of how they were fought just fascinating me. Trench warfare is fascinating to me. Um, during, like, Revolutionary, when they it was just two lines right fucking in front of each other, and they're mm -hmm. just, you know, like a goddamn board game, they, that's amazing to me. Like, that's, that's so fucked up. Uh, so I'm, I'm amazed by that. But, yeah, like, just, just kind of just being a... I don't know, just bait, pretty much. It's just, yeah. just, yeah. uh, just helpless, just standing there. It, it's just so like, it's it's just that's just amazing to me. Just like, it's a test to your mental strength because I'd go fucking nuts. So I've uh, I've a question that I thought of, that I wanted to ask you two today. Yeah. So Eric, I'll ask you first. Out of only these wars, out of World War One. World War Two, and Vietnam. What war would you have loved to fight in? Which one would you have said, you know what, I'm gonna fight in this war? Uh, On the American side, of course. Well, I mean, you're making an assumption that he's not a Nazi. I. That's God big, damn. Big yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I I guess World War Two Europe, man, like. 
just because, like, uh, yeah, I'd say World War II Europe, and I say that just because, like, the whole, like, uh, Japanese side, uh, the island fighting, that stuff, like, the Japanese were fighters. They, they were gonna get it done, you know what I mean? Like, they were vicious, and respect to them. True that. That you guys, the boys know how to fight a war, and they, yeah. they did a lot of damage, and crazy, like, the antics that they would do were, were just dedicated, you know, like... Check out Hacksaw Ridge, you see how nuts they are. Or, or The Pacific incredible. on HBO, the miniseries on HBO is, is fantastic, like, yeah. there's that airfield strip where they had to cross, and it's just, it's so fucking nuts sometimes. You just had to zerg rush, like, sometimes that's just the, the shittiness in war. Where you know casualties are going to happen, and all you have to do is just be like, "Well, I hope today luck is on my side." Yeah. To run blindly yeah. at death like that is so nuts. It is nuts. Ed, World War One, World War Two, Vietnam. What war would you have fought in? Well, the only real benefit to having been in Vietnam was that all the military was literally given heroin by the by the United States government to get through what they had to get through. But, uh, you know, I, I can go on and on for, for hours talking about it, but, like, my grandpa was in the Navy in World War II, and the shit that he got to, I don't want to say get out of, because he saw some shit. Like, his brothers were all first, him and his brothers were all first generation uh, born in this country. But his brothers had to, like, somewhere in the Army, had to go, and they were on the front in Africa fighting Italians, you know? And, you know, and like you would say, Eric, going to, on the Japanese side, on the Pacific side, those motherfuckers, you know, they, they would rather die yeah. than surrender. Same thing with Vietnam. You know, the, the Viet Cong, they would rather die than surrender. And they dug all these holes because they've been planning this forever. And you've had how many countries invade Vietnam trying to do what, what, what we also failed to do. But... You know, they had all these trenches under underground, and you had no idea where where they were going to pop out of. You know, like I, uh, to answer the question, man. right? It's what it was, and that's and that's why we won the Revolutionary Wars because we did that versus the British who stood in line. <laughs> yeah. You know, so to answer the question, if I was going to, if I had the ability to pick, obviously none of these people did, but if I had the ability to pick, it would be World War II in the Navy, because like. My grandpa's ship got kamikaze. He was on the largest aircraft car uh, carrier at the time, the USS Lexington, and he got kamikaze. He was a crew chief, meaning he was the guy that basically was in charge of a plane. Yeah. And when they were in a fight, basically he was like third shift or whatever shift it was. Let's just call it that. And first man up, got up, was up there, got killed. Second man got up and was up there for a little while, got and then it, then it kamikaze. Like the ship got kamikaze, my and uh, my grandpa had to go up because the guy died. He went up on the sh on the the carrier, or whatever. He started his plane, got blown back, hit some sort of barrier on the edge of the ship, three feet in the either either direction. And I wouldn't be here. He'd be in somewhere in the fucking Pacific. Wow. You know, so if I got to pick, I would say that because he also had the least amount of emotional struggle. Having to go over and kill your cousins. Yeah. You know? Gotcha. My answer is different. Um, actually, you know what? So, so my answer is different. Eric and Ed, you guys think I'm going to pick World War One or Vietnam? I don't know, man. Uh, World War One? Like, why would anyone want to go to Vietnam? I know. I'm going to pick World War One, man. Um, 
There's not a lot of movies about World War One, and I'm still waiting for the Saving Private Ryan or World War One. World War One is so fascinating to me. The trench warfare is nuts, and that's when they had chemical warfare and all this kind of stuff that's coming in. I mean, they had horses on the battlefield. They don't have that in World War Two. Like they were still in the 1800s, so to speak. It'll be a sight to see. But uh, I was just curious what you guys thought. But with that being said, let's get into our final review here. Uh, Ed, how much money would you pay to see Dunkirk? Well, um, that's a that's a see. This is I've been dreading this actual actually. Like, I paid full price. I wasn't disappointed. I, I I would recommend going to see the movie and paying full price. But like, it's not the movie you think you're gonna get. When you saw the previews, and we all saw the previews, I thought I was going to get your normal war movie, but just more intense. I got the intense. I didn't get the normal war movie. I didn't get any characters. I didn't give a shit about any of them, you know. Uh, and then the ones that I had mentioned that I sort of kind of liked, I liked Tom. I mean, I kind of liked Tom Hardy, but then he went out with like a bitch, like. And I kind of liked the 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 fishing the fishing captain. But he basically just pulled knowledge that would take a year, a lifetime to accrue out of his butthole. Like, none of the, neither of those things made sense. So, you know, it's you're not going to get a satisfact, a satisfact, a satisfying ending because you don't have a full movie here. Um, that being said, I felt like if you look at this movie sort of like a documentary, you know, docudrama, it, it, it actually sort of feels a lot better to you as a, as a movie guy. Not bad. So, you know, I'm going to give it a full price, tentatively speaking, simply because I didn't hate it. But, you know, it's just, I don't, I, I don't know what to say other than, like, I, I have to give it a full price, I think. Eric, how much money would you get for, would you pay for Dunkirk? Hmm. You know, with everything that uh, Ed has said, I I really did enjoy this movie. I I was from start to finish, edge of my seat. The dog fighting was my favorite, by the way, too. Um, I actually remember like rooting in uh, for Tom Hardy, and when you like actually when you see him hit the bomber, you know that that last time that big bomber, and I'm just yeah, you know, fucking get him, get him. I'm actually you know on the edge of my seat, just like rooting for this guy. It was it was. Really cool. I, I really liked that part uh, more than anything. Um, again, like, everything was really well acted. I, I, I enjoyed the movie, and I would recommend it to go see it in theaters to get the full experience. But to add to your kind of point, Ed, I, I'm not in a rush to see it again right now. Like, I, I would watch it again if it was on TV, but I'm not in a, and I'm not in a rush to, to rent it or buy it right now. Um, I don't... I, that's just kind of what it is. Like, there's not a whole lot of invested into the movie, into the characters. You don't know a lot of the names, and there are some parts that were just really cool. But I don't know. Like, uh, there's nothing keeping me there. I guess if, if that's the better way to put it. But like, it's good enough. Just like as you put it, I have to agree with you completely. At a docudrama is the best way to go about it. Uh, to good in it, it's like I got a, I got a slice of that life. And and that's it, no other. And that's it. I walk away. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's it. So will that be? 
I said, I, I said I'd go see it in theater just because I, I, I think that the sound okay. editing is, is phenomenal. The editing in this movie is phenomenal. Like, from, from, ten, from a technical standpoint, I think is is wonderful. But story, uh, just like just like Ed said, it's just kind of... It's, there. It, it's done in a unique way, but there's just nothing... Yeah. I'm not glued to this movie. It's good. Yeah, and in, in, in research for... I mean, Jordan, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Like, in research for this review, I read an article, and I don't remember where it was, but I guess some, some survivor or something like that said he felt like he was, like he was there again. Oh, yeah, I saw there was some, uh, um, you know, some 90-some-year-old guy who was just yeah. like, oh, wow, it's amazing. Yeah, or, I, mean, how, I mean, how true that is, I mean, it, it, you know, I don't know. Uh, it, 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 anything anymore, you can't trust anything, unfortunately, in the news. But, but I mean, that just goes back to strengthen the point that, like, this is, like, it's a, it's a History Channel version. It's, a History it's Channel not movie hard to replicate a beach, man. Like, have a bunch of guys standing on a beach. All you guys are dirty. You look fucking miserable. You're hungry. Action! You know. Can't take a poop. Yeah, it's it's. I wouldn't think that Dunkirk would be hard to to replicate. It's just people just standing on a beach, lost. Mm. So nice. That's I'm not not to downplay it, but like same for Ram was is a bit more. You know, like there was a lot more going on there. There was a, a lot more yeah. camera changing. You know, than just the one. Uh, on yeah, the beach. I agree. Um, I'm going to be a little different. I'm not going to go full price, guys. I'm going to go half price. Sure. Uh, War Films is not Nolan's specialty. What is his specialty is a movie that he has not made yet that he's going to make because it got information got released today about it, and that is the new Bond movie. So um, really excited about that one. But uh, with uh, for this movie, though, I mean, what else can I say that you guys haven't already said? Uh Technically, it's great. Uh, we've seen a lot of technically great movies, you know, when it comes to the directing, the acting, the special effects, the sound editing. But other than that, Ed, you had it right, 100%. That's a perfect way to say about this movie. This is a History Channel documentary, just happened to be directed by Christopher Nolan. You're right. And that's what I got. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, and the the only thing that really disappointed me was the fact that, like, watching the trailer, you know, it's like you thought you were going to get the most the most cringeworthy, intense World War II uh-huh. movie you were going to I see. I only saw the teaser, and that's why <laughs> I only saw that. I didn't get anything else. No no trailers, no no anything else. I just saw a one teaser, and it, I think it added to my movie-going experience. Well, everybody, we want to say thank you so much for downloading this episode. We got some news to tell you, though. Hence, news and updates. Uh, I added something new to the website, well, to the Podbean website. So if everybody goes to movieguyspodcast.podbean.com, above the search bar on the right-hand side of the screen, you will see a tab that says News and Updates. And that is just a little message board so everybody knows what's going on and also what's coming up for the next months and the movies that we're reviewing and the release dates so you guys know when to download and when to come and check it out. Also, make sure to check out movieguyspodcast.com and berealnetwork.com is getting updated, so make sure to check that out very soon. Uh, next week, we'll be back with a movie that all three of us want to see, Atomic Blonde. I'm excited to see that one. Hey, it's got a good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. 
and then we got the Dark Tower, Annabelle Creation, and then we're going to end August with the Hitman's Bodyguard, question mark. We, I don't know if we're doing that one or not. We'll see. We'll figure that we'll one out. We'll see. But make sure to check us out on Twitter, Movie Guys Pod, on Facebook, Movie Guys Podcast, and on iTunes, Movie Guys Podcast. But thank you, Eric and Ed, for joining me, and we'll talk to not only you two, but everybody else next week for a time of